0: Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's
1: S-Y-L-V-A-N 29.com.
0: We will be joined by Pete Sweeney momentarily. But first, is your chance to win $1,000 on the 30s. Text the word WRITER. Pete is a great WRITER. W-R-I-T-E-R. WRITER to 72881. That's WRITER. If you want sports talk and a chance to win some cash, you can only do it right here on 610 Sports Radio, giving you a chance to win $1,000 eight separate times throughout the course oh, of the day. Just keep it locked in right here on 610 Sports Radio. Complete rules and listings at the website. One more time for those of you playing along at home. Text the word WRITER, W-R-I-T-E-R, WRITER, to seven two eight eight one. Right now we welcome in studio our guy Pete Sweeney from Railroad Pride. Petey, how you doing? The plaid prince. Where's the, where's the plaid at? Yesterday, hey. Sean, you should have saw him. He had this red. I mean, he looked like a lumberjack. He looked like the guy from the bounty commercials. Like, that's how you looked yesterday, that's Pete.
2: That's my go-to plaid shirt. I mean, that's the classic plaid. You get red with a little bit of black. It's got to be a flannel. You feel warm on a colder day. I mean, this is, this is peak plaid season, so I'm loving it.
0: Pete, before we get into the bigger issues with the team... You predicted a team to go undefeated, and they That's lost right. in week five of the NFL season. Yeah, That's all I want to say. I don't want to get into anything else. You told me the Chiefs are going to go 19-0. and They didn't even make it to Halloween.
2: Right, right. I mean, I don't want to make a ton of excuses because you know that injury is going to happen, but this was a lot of injuries. I mean, you lost Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins, the left side of the O-line. Patrick Mahomes is about 75%. Uh, you know, I, I understand I was incorrect about this, but give me a break. I, I, I This was not the team that I thought was going to go undefeated.
0: No, that's perfectly fine. So I said earlier, I think the only current issues with the team, now there's some small, you know, imperfections with the team. The only issues you should be worried about is health of the team and injuries and getting guys back and the run defense. Everything else at this point seems to be a minor thing and just typical things that are going to be wrong with an NFL team. Those are two problems and major issues with the team. Would you agree?
2: Yes, uh, I think that and and really this sudden inability to be beaten by man coverage. And the offense has taken it personally. Travis Kelsey was up at the podium today. Patrick Mahomes as well uh, after the game. Uh, said the words, I think, man coverage four or five times. Said, you know, we just have to find a way to beat it because we're going to keep seeing it. Last week, Matt Eberflus of the Indianapolis Colts, per PFF, uh, he's uh, run man coverage, I think it was 25% of the time, he ran it 75% against the Chiefs, the highest uh, since uh, he he was a member of the Colts coaching staff, so beating man coverage certainly. Uh, there is a narrative going around Kansas City now that run defense doesn't matter. That's an asinine take. They need to get better against the run. Carlos Hyde should put up a buck twenty five against this team unless something changes. So that certainly is key. And then you're right, getting healthy, uh, and it starts with the quarterback. Not that. It's going to keep Mahomes out of the lineup but he certainly isn't 100% right now.
0: Pete, I feel like whatever the Chiefs are deficient at then the fan narrative is that it doesn't matter because I'm I'm old enough to remember when rushing the passer didn't matter either.
2: Right. No, I, I and and I, you know, it it is a it is a very I think pro Chiefs fan base pro Chiefs community so you always are looking for the bright side but this run defense is atrocious. If you get down a score or two especially with how Matt Patrick Mahomes is right now, uh, the the opposing team can can take time off the clock you saw nine straight running plays in this game uh, against the Colts and the only reason that they were stopped is because they got a little too cute and decided to uh, toss it and Matthew was able to get a stop in the backfield so run defense is a high concern for me
1: so Pete if Brett Veach is to add a player to this team let's call it in the next month where do you hope he adds to this team
2: you know, it used to be the cornerback, right? right. It, it felt like that was the biggest deficiency, but but it's feeling like a linebacker maybe could make sense. You could even make a, a really compelling case for uh, an interior or an exterior offensive lineman. I mean, Cam Irving is not necessarily, I think, getting it done, and he was the reason why Patrick Mahomes was so uh, handicapped in this game because he backed right into him as he was getting beat, and so... Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of options. I, I guess I would still say cornerback because I think uh, at some point here, the Chiefs will figure it out up front, and, and then it'll get back to this this passing thing, and, and they're still deficient out there, too. There's a lot of holes.
0: I Let feel, me throw this out here really quick. Yeah, go ahead. Could you see this team adding a running back at the deadline? Could you see them doing what the Eagles did a couple years ago when they got Jay Ajay? That the Chiefs maybe are willing to give up on the Damian Williams experiment. It's no money. He's making two million dollars this season. It's really a two point. Uh, it's really a two year five million dollar deal. Could you see them maybe trading a sixth, seventh round pick to try to go get a running back?
2: I could see them doing this is this is kind of a cop-out answer, but I just don't rule anything out with Brett Veach because if, if he feels like a, a blue player becomes available or someone that, that he has seen tape on and he was coming out and, and looked good, whether it be a first or second rounder, he'll go do it if he thinks it'll improve the team. I wouldn't rule it out. I, I'm waiting to see, though, and, and this is something that I've seen a pattern with in press conferences. I think the Chiefs are holding back LaShawn McCoy because he still isn't completely familiar with some of the protections yet, and once he can get those down... I think he'll be a running back that's in most of the time for the Chiefs. I just don't think we're there yet. And if McCoy can prove to to get it done, then maybe they wouldn't go for a running back. I mean, I think the problems right now are still on the defensive side.
0: The biggest confusion to me from Sunday's game, the biggest one, is how does LaShawn McCoy get zero carries in the game? He was clearly healthy enough to play and they ran a couple screenplays to him, and he had that big screenplay, which he got a first down and then he fumbled. It was like they put him in the doghouse and they didn't use him again. Their offensive game plan was to not give LaShawn McCoy and Darrell Williams a single carry in the entire game. It just didn't make a lot of sense to me.
2: Yeah, you wonder if that was a combination of of Damien being a little bit fresh. He hadn't played in two games, fresh legs, and then also too, you make a question about the fumble. Reed was actually asked that after after the game, and again cited the protections. and I just don't know if they're comfortable with uh, putting Lashawn McCoy out there, especially because uh, Patrick Mahomes isn't as mobile right now. I mean. He starts at the beginning of the game, and, and I saw him today, Mahomes, and, and he looks fresh, he looks fine. Again, he's not as moving as 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 gracefully as he would if this was 100%, but he's moving good enough where at the beginning of this game against the Texans, I believe seeing him today, he'll be good to go. What I worry about is him taking one hit and, and all of a sudden... You know, then he's a little bit hobbled, like we saw in this game, and you almost have one life with him as a, as far as a sack or, or or landing on it wrong. And so you are going to need Lashawn McCoy to make sure that he's blocking correctly. And if he doesn't know the exact thing to do, I just don't know if the Chief's still comfortable putting him in right now.
1: That was Damien Williams on fresh legs. Yeah, dude, averaged like two yards a carry, which is better than his one point nine Pete. That he's averaging on the season. We're talking with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride. You kind of brushed over Carlos Hyde and said he's going to rush for a buck twenty five. Is that just a foregone conclusion at this point that Carlos Hyde or anybody that runs on this defense gets a buck twenty five?
2: Well, you got to be fair, right? I mean, based upon what we've seen this year, what gives you confidence that the run defense is suddenly going to turn it on? And I think, especially in this past game, at a certain point. You knew what the Colts were doing, and you still could do nothing about it. I mean, I'll say it again, nine rushing plays in a row. I mean, that's unheard of in the 2019 NFL. And so until the the Chiefs can prove that they can uh, be good defending the run and and then, again, on the other side of the ball beating man coverage, why wouldn't teams at least start with that? And then if, if the Chiefs can prove that they beat it, then they maybe make adjustments. So, yeah, I think those on both sides of the ball, those are your biggest obstacles right now.
0: And, Sean, I'm with Pete on this. I mean... We've seen three straight weeks coming into the game. I think we all knew what the game plan for the other team was going to be. Once Baltimore had some success with it, we saw the Lions establish the run with Karen. The Lions tried to establish the run with a running back who was averaging 1.5 yards per carry and said, we think he can have a good day. At that point, the Chiefs should have known that Marlon Mack, if he was going to play, he was going to come in. And then they were going to try to run the ball effectively, and they did it. So at this point, man, I was born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri. At some point, you've got to show me you can stop the run. Three straight weeks, they haven't shown you they can do that. So
1: that's the blueprint to beat this team. But, Pete, that's not how Houston generally beats teams. They like to outscore you. They're coming off a week where they put up 53 points on the scoreboard. What do you think their plan is on Sunday to come into Arrowhead?
2: I mean, I think despite what you do, and, and the Colts prove this, like I just said it with the with the defensive game plan, the Colts prove that you got to go with beating the team right now because this Chiefs team – at the beginning of the season you know it looked like it was going to be last year where it's going to be impossible to keep up with them i think you go with what works and so uh, again i think you got to establish the run if you're houston why not continue doing it until the chiefs can prove that they can stop that and then you work in some of these really talented wide receivers that's another mismatch this game is a big concern for me now to chiefs fans out there the last two games weren't really a big concern to me and the chiefs almost lost and lost so maybe that's a good sign that i'm concerned about that before we break down this game at
1: full for the the next fifteen minutes here with Pete Sweeney of Arrowhead Pride, jump in your Delorean, your hot tub time machine, and take us back a couple of years ago when the Chiefs called the name Patrick Mahomes. Did you want them to take Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson?
2: I wanted Deshaun Watson. I, I, I you know, I'm not one of these draft nicks who who studies and and left and right, but the buzz was Deshaun Watson. I thought he proved it on. One of the biggest stages in college football, and I just felt like, okay, if this guy can win at basically the you know the level of NFL light, competing with some of the top teams in the country and and being victorious, I said that's got to translate to the NFL. I'm a big, you know, if I see it, then I can I I can believe it. You know, with Patrick Mahomes and, and and him being at Texas Tech and. Him not having that good of a defense and getting in these shootouts and playing out of structure, I just didn't necessarily believe like this was a guy that would translate well to the NFL. And boy, was I proven wrong.
1: Yeah, you missed that one. A lot of people yeah. did. How much do you think, though, Pat's early success, and Deshaun's been great also. Like, yeah. he's been awesome he was was hurt
2: by the injury he was he was just as good uh, until really the injury and then all of a sudden it it changed kind of how his career early on his career went but yeah i mean i I think these are two guys are going to be going at it for for years
1: how much do you think the difference between those two guys is the situation that they're put into where pat had travis kelsey and tyree kill and the rushing champion and oh yeah andy Reid, and then you've got to sean watson who plays for Bill O'Brien. How much do you think their early success is because of the situation they've been put into?
2: I always said that about about Patrick Mahomes, and, and don't get me wrong. He has the talent to be a top five, top ten quarterback. What makes him the undeniable number one is that he's paired with Andy Reid and the creativity that Andy Reid allows for in your offensive game plan and making the most of quarterbacks. I mean, you saw Andy Reid with Alex Smith. He went back to the Utah tape and made Alex Smith look like he was a top 10 quarterback in the league. I remember PFF was saying he was throwing the ball down the field better than anyone else in the league. And we didn't really get to see what was going to take place in Washington, but early on, it didn't look like uh, that was happening then. And so uh, yeah, credit to Andy Reid for making Patrick Mahomes, the MVP.
0: I think part of it is just the vindication of this organization, getting it right as well. Like they got it wrong in 1983. They had a chance to draft a hall of fame quarterback and they missed and they drafted Todd Blackledge. They got, A similar opportunity. There were three quarterbacks at the top of the draft. Mitch Trubisky, Patrick Mahomes, and Deshaun Watson. And ultimately, they got it right. I had this stat earlier. 16 teams have drafted a quarterback over the last five years. Half the NFL. You were the one that got it right. Now, I'm not saying that other people haven't gotten it wrong, but you got an overwhelmingly, he could be the highest paid player in the history of the NFL. We already think he's on a Hall of Fame trajectory. The Eagles got it right, in my opinion. The Rams got it right, in my opinion. The Ravens at the back end of the first round got it right. There's no team that is happier with their current quarterback situation than the Kansas City Chiefs. So to me, it's kind of a full circle 180 vindication for what happened in 1983.
2: Yeah, and I think the cool thing about it right now for Kansas City is you ask any fan base which player in the league would you want to start a franchise with, right now it's a no-brainer, and that's a really cool place to be in. Uh, again, there are people that'll say, especially I think in Houston. I was talking to some people uh, in the Baltimore week who, who report in Baltimore, and they're saying, you know, people like Lamar Jackson here. They would they'd maybe start a franchise with him, but ultimately, I think Mahomes is is the majority guy, and that's a really cool feeling in Kansas City when you've waited so long for this to happen.
1: Do you personally think Deshaun Watson would be number two
2: in that conversation? Uh, I, I, yeah, probably, probably. If you think about it, I mean, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think. I, 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 I you know, you, you definitely, probably go for for a quarterback, right? And, and he seems like the next b- best young talent. I mean, Carson Wentz, I guess, could be in that mix as well. It'd be
0: hard to pass up on Russell Wilson. I mean, I understand the age, and that's a big difference. The, in yeah, this, I but think like, it's but, the age but, thing. But Russell's just been so healthy in his career, so he probably has six more years of his absolute prime. It'd be hard to pass up on Russell Wilson if given the choice.
2: Yeah, I just, I mean pat mahomes is 24 you
0: know and no I, i'm with you mahomes won i mean i'm, 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 oh, I I'm, I'm talking yeah, the yeah. number two i'm talking yeah, yeah. after that after mahomes is out of here it'd be difficult to pass on russell wilson just given how healthy he's been and how productive he's been right now we're talking to pete sweeney with arrowhead pride if you got a question for pete text line at 69306 we'll go rapid fire before we close out the segment houston to me they are the embodiment Of what the NFL is two weeks ago against Carolina, they scored 10 points and we're sitting here down on Houston. They're two and two. The next week they beat up on BK's Falcons and then they scored 53 (laughs) points. And now Houston could be the third best team in the AFC. I think their offense is a perfect example of the week to week fluctuation and how up and down this NFL is right now.
2: Yeah, there's no doubt about it. I mean, the Texans and Texans fans have to be feeling good about themselves, but you're, what, two weeks removed from scoring? It was with 10 points, I think, two weeks before. And so every game, I I think you have to look at it isolated. I think you know, even in Kansas City, and I'm guilty of this, I think the past few weeks, I kind of fell in love with that early season offense and just figured that hey, it could happen despite the injuries. Plug and play, baby, and that certainly wasn't the case. And so I look at this week, and and one thing I said, uh, again, on a a different show earlier this week is sometimes it's not as good as you think and sometimes it's not as bad as you think. And right now I think we're right in the middle uh, with the Kansas City Chiefs. You could look at this game and say, oh, man the chiefs scored 13 points. The Texans scored over 50 last game. They're going to come into Arrowhead and roll over Kansas City. It's not as bad as you think. I think Kansas City now is facing a game and this is rare for a usually dominant Chiefs team where they have an opportunity to be like we're we're probably you know people around the league are saying, we're not as good as, as we thought they were preseason, and now you have a chance to be world beaters, and I I, I tend to think the Chiefs will be up for this game. It should be a dog fight. I'm not sure if they 100% win, but at the same time, I think you're going to see a way bigger effort than last week.
0: We have a poll question up, Pete. I want to get your answer to this. Biggest concern heading into Sunday's game against the Texans for the Chiefs. Out oh, of I thought you
2: three-
1: went a poll like Snoop Dogg's poll at Allen Fieldhouse with the strippers on No, not that, oh, not kind, not of that poll. kind of poll. Oh. J.J. Watt. <laughs> Thank
2: goodness.
0: Watson and DeAndre Hopkins, Carlos Hyde in the running game. What's the bigger concern for you heading into Sunday's matchup against? Houston? What was the
2: first option? Watt. Oh, JJ Watt.
0: Watkins and Hopkins or Hyde in the running game.
2: I think it has to be Hopkins and Watson. Uh, I, I still, it, you, the Chiefs' offense is not going to score thirteen points two weeks in a row. They're just not. I mean, they're going to be back over 25, 26 points, even if Patrick Mahomes is hobbled, even if they're still missing Sammy Watkins. I tend to think, and, and we'll have a better idea of that, once the injury report's out today. It should be about 4, 4.30. If Tyreek Hill can go, you're going to f- start to feel a lot better. Um, wh- where you may lose this game is if the Texans just go above and beyond and kind of have a repeat performance that they did last week and exploit the Chiefs' defense. The Andre Hopkins is, is one of the best receivers in the game. Uh, if not the best receiver in the game. And the Chiefs' secondary is still a a big weakness. I think, to me, that's your biggest concern right now if you're a Chiefs fan.
1: That being said, Pete, how the hell are they going to stop J.J. Watt, who's back to the old J.J. Watt? He's got Thirteen quarterback hits. Thirteen! Thirteen quarterback hits. And frankly, we haven't really seen, as Chiefs fans, a healthy, 100% healthy J.J. Watt. What are they going to do to stop that guy or at least contain him?
2: Think you got to have eyes on him. I mean, that was one of my questions for Patrick Mahomes today. I mean, is is this a guy that you have to watch each and every play? And and uh, understandably and probably expectedly, he said, "Of course, you know you have to know where Watt is at all times on the field." You know, you're going to have to have extra protection. You know, everyone wants to talk about extra protection for Frank Clark. Well, the Chiefs are going to have to do things to make sure that Watt is not ruin the game. The only problem with it is they have Whitney Merciless, too, who who isn't at playing as well as Watt, but is playing really well this year. And, and it's it's a tough front seven against uh, what could be an interesting offensive line for the Chiefs if they keep hammering at left tackle, which I think is my expectation. And now you're sliding uh, the new offensive lineman, Wisniewski, in at left guard. I mean, this is a guy... Who may have three days of practice and then is going to be in charge of protecting Mahomes against a really, really good front seven? It's a concern for me. You know, C asked me the biggest concern to me. It's it's handling Hopkins and Watson, but uh, Watt is 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 not something you should overlook.
1: So while we're talking about uh, JJ Watt and his four sacks and thirteen quarterback hits, uh, let's talk about a guy that has uh, six tackles and one sack on the season. His name is well Frank Clark. And Chris Jones is out. We've heard a lot. He's been double teamed. He's been chipped, talking about Frank Clark. Dude, if you thought it was bad before, now Chris Jones is out. You're going to have two guys on you probably almost every single play. What do we expect for Frank Clark when Chris Jones is out?
2: Man, this is, it doesn't feel good right now, right? Yeah, I, I, I just what – what I'm trying to to draw hope for, from for the Chiefs this week is it's kind of what I was just talking about. Like this is your prove it week. Frank Clark has heard the doubters. I mean, he's made that clear at press conferences. And the tape is out there. Nowadays, there's a lot of people watching the All 22, and they can see that you're getting beaten one on one. If you and, and for both the offense and defense, and Frank Clark in particular, there's no more motivation I think than this week when you're going to have a, a tough defense and a tough front seven. Getting after Patrick Mahomes, no doubt. Now it's going to be your responsibility, especially without Chris Jones, to make a difference in the game. You were paid to be a game record. The Chiefs traded their future for you to come here and be a game record. It'd be a reason why they win football games. And so far through five games, yeah, he's had a play here and there. He's got a sack, but he hasn't been that. This is the week he has to do it.
0: Right now, we're talking to Pete Sweeney from Arrowhead Pride. Go ahead and text your question in text line 69306. We'll go rapid fire here momentarily. Pete, I want to ask you this, and we'll get to the text line. I think this fan base needs a win more than the team does. This fan base appears to be on the brink. If they lose back-to-back home games (laughs) to the Colts and the Texans, we'll go from this team can go undefeated to this is one of the more overrated teams in the NFL, that's going to be the conversation if they lose back-to-back home games, I think, from the fan base.
2: Yeah, and, and I my frame of reference is a little off on this because I, I feel lucky to cover the, the Chiefs, especially because I came in the second year of Andy Reid, and so I only know the Chiefs as a, an above 500 team. I know that's very fortunate. Uh, but it seems like the 30 years and the t- really tough seasons has made um, this fan base in, in particular – with. Rot, like ride really high with the highs, where you win four games in a row, you feel like you can be uh, a Super Bowl contender, a Super Bowl favorite, booking your trip for Miami, and then you lose one game, and and your team seems really off, and you get really low. And there's been some feelings, and I'm not saying from everybody, because I don't want to make this mass judgment, but it, it, there's a lot of loud Chiefs fans out there that, that you're, you're kind of getting the vibe, the season's over. I'm seeing in my mentions right now, Fire beach. Like, It's one game, usually the Super Bowl winner, most seasons, right? 99% of the seasons loses at least one game. Let's see how they respond. I mean, this is a game where you're looking, there's a lot of injuries. It's a good Texans team coming off a really good game in which their offense dominated. Uh, It's going to be a tough challenge. If the Chiefs come out and win, I think the fan base feels better.
0: Text line 69306. BK, it's time for Pete Rapid Fire. I like this. Would you like for the Chiefs to go after Geno Atkins?
2: No, I just don't think that. I just don't think that's the answer. I'm never a fan of bringing in these these older players, uh, especially when I, I think along the along the front seven and defensive line. Like you're going to get Jones back eventually. I don't. I don't think Atkins is necessarily the answer. But let's see how you know Noddy and, and and Saunders can do.
0: I will absolutely flip if this organization spends any more resources up front on the defensive line. <laughs> they've spent too many resources at this point. Like you got to figure out a, made a, way, a way to make it work. There's too many other issues with the team and, and, and areas for improvement that you have neglected. You can't continue to pour every possible resource you have
1: on the defensive line, and that's that's what they've done. I
2: actually went on the Geno Atkins diet
1: a couple of years ago and it really helped to figure out.
2: Well, the, the line the line is supposed to be when it's healthy, right? It was built as one of these dominant forces where... It
0: wasn't even when it was healthy.
2: It, no, and it wasn't. But I mean, I think you have to look at it and say we can't go spend, as you're saying, C another resource on it.
0: Uh, would you consider the Patriots and the Chiefs to be one and two in the AFC still in overwhelming fashion?
2: Yes, right now I will. You know, you, it's one of these things where you you have to ask yourself in two weeks: Do you still feel that way? The Chiefs come out and win win. On Sunday against the Texans, especially with how badly beaten up they are, then you feel a lot better about this situation.
0: What's the more likely scenario? Chiefs go fourteen and two or eleven and five?
2: Right now, it feels like eleven and five, and I would only be—I would—I'd um, only be saying that um, if because the Chiefs are are badly injured. I think you may lose a few games in this five or six game stretch while you're waiting for your offensive line and Sammy Watkins to get healthy, Chris Jones to be back. You're... Some of your best players are not playing right now, so 11-5 and five feels more likely.
0: Why did this team not bring back Jeff Allen, in your opinion? He has to be a better option than the current backup they just got.
2: There's a lot of things behind the scenes. I, you know, he, he kind of got the C.J. Spiller treatment a little bit, so if you're going to keep releasing him and, and signing him, you wonder what he's asking for, and sometimes I think guys can can be a little bit more expensive uh, and, and And you know, you get a veteran who was in Doug Peterson's system. They they brought a guy who they probably think can be plug and play uh, in Wisniewski as well.
0: I think that Sports Machine sent this in. Hey, ask Pete about Darwin Thompson. Yeah, what's
2: up with Darwin Thompson? The Chiefs aren't playing him. He he can't perform well if if he's not getting snaps. This isn't my fault. This isn't my fault. I don't know what he did, but he obviously did something to somebody. Uh, Yeah, can't can't sniff a snap, Uh, and uh, it's surprising because. He did well in the preseason. He looked like a really elusive running back. You thought he might be able to, to, in a sense, pull off what Kareem Hunt did as being productive as a rookie, and he just hasn't got an opportunity.
0: Last question here. Who do you have on Sunday?
2: I'm going to I'm gonna stick with the Chiefs. In a, you don't
0: sound confident about it at all. Game,
2: it, I'm limping into this prediction. It
0: sounds like you're teetering on the Chiefs. Maybe not teetering on them being an elite team. But that's the first time in maybe like the last 11 games I've asked you who's going to win, and you, yeah, I'm taking this is the Chiefs. You don't sound confident with the Chiefs. This
2: is tough. They're just badly injured. They're badly hurt right now. You're going to have to overcome a lot uh, to, beat, to beat a Texans team who, who you who know, is coming off a really good game and is probably believing in themselves. It's, it's going to be a tough win.
0: I feel like I'm the only one in Kansas City that remembers that this is a 13-3 football team. Because that's not really the vibe I've gotten this week. This is this team's not losing five games. You cannot find four other losses on the schedule. This it's is just, a thirteen we, and three. We team. thought
1: their three losses would maybe be against like Green Bay, New England, and Chicago, and Indy came in and beat you. So the perfect scenario. That's not how life works. So one it did those, last year. One they of didn't those lose a bad team last
0: year. One of those teams they are going to beat.
2: I think the Chiefs find a way to win, and and, and they build off that attitude and aggression, and and they don't respect us.
0: Coming up, we'll ask you guys the toss-up question. What's the bigger concern for the Chiefs in this game? Is it J.J. Watt? Is it Watson and uh, DeAndre Hopkins? Or is it Carlos Hyde in the running game? We'll get your take on it next. Coming up, it's The Drive. The Drive.
1: 610 Sports Radio.